0: This is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> Hello, I will stop singing now. The, all of October, if you've missed it, we've been giving away some really cool free gifts, some digital gifts, gifts. It's, it's, it's a hard word for me to pronounce and just say it clearly without, there's this thing called swallowing your teas when you talk and those of us from Connecticut, Connecticut <laughs> tend to do it. Uh, a lot, as it's been pointed out to me, and I specifically do it. And saying the word gift on, into a microphone is, for some reason, one of the hardest things I do. <laughs> We've been giving out witch gifts all month long. Uh, here at the Sisters Enchanted. So I hope you've received yours. And part of our celebration of October and all things witchy and magic is this three-part podcast series on ancestors, past lives, ghosts. And it starts right now. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive. And we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the sisters enchanted we believe in intention we believe in intuition and we believe in everyday magic welcome in to the expedition to soul podcast all right i promise i won't keep singing and this three-part series is on ancestors past lives and ghosts and i am going to talk to you about those things over three podcast episodes the next three this is part one we are talking about ancestors today so why are we talking about these three things together and why right now well halloween is said to be one of those liminal times of the year and one of the times where we can uh, most easily connect with our ancestors i'm here today to talk about this what i'm going to talk about in this three-part series is a little bit my experience as a psychic intuitive with mediumship happenings although i can't just like turn on mediumship. It sort of happens when it wants to. So I identify as a psychic intuitive. Uh, so, what I know from personal experience about ancestors. And we're also going to talk about some mythology um, and how you can connect to the ancestors, your ancestors, if you'd like to, at this season, spooky season, this time of the year. All right. So, Let's just get into it. Why do you want to know about this? Why is this relevant to you? Uh, Well, we are all impacted greatly by our ancestors. Some of us might love that. Some of us might not love it. (laughs) Um, But we are all greatly impacted by them. And not just the people who created you and made you who you are, but the folks who created the community that you live in, the community that you were raised in. So in our modern world, I think that we have this tendency to look at ancestors as literally our lineage. I mean, we're also obsessed with things like these um, ancestry websites and our DNA and all these really cool things that are available to us with modern technology. But what I think that's done is taken us out of community and where we aren't looking at the community that created us and those people as ancestors as well. So I think a mindset shift here when you hear the word ancestors is to not just think about the actual people who's who you share DNA with, but your community at large, because they are ancestors to you. They comp- They contributed to making you who you are and are part of your ancestral heritage. So if you're a person who's like, oh, well, I don't know you know um, who my like birth parents are, or I don't know anything about my ancestors. Your ancestors are all of the people that contributed to making you who you are. They are all your ancestors, and so you know just broaden your your mind around what you would consider as ancestors. So let's talk a little bit about just ancestral mythology in general mythology. I love to dive into this time of year we actually have a class on mythology uh, it's centered on norse mythology like the stories of odin and loki and thor but this year we are including other mythology as well in this class so if, and it's different than our other classes it's more of a we're calling it like a cauldron of conversation as opposed to just a, another class that we teach and you learn from right so if you're interested in that reach out we'll get you the details um But in mythology, we can learn a lot about how people in different cultures viewed their ancestors. And we can learn stories of this connection with ancestors and what times of the years different cultures were doing that. So for us here with Samhain, you'll hear a lot about connecting with your ancestors. And if you're in America... Um, we do have, obviously we share a continent with Mexico. And so we are influenced greatly by the Mexican Day of the Dead, which is like around November 1st, the first week of November or so is where this is taking place. And this is that um, time of ancestral veneration, really honoring the ancestors, setting up altars to the ancestors, beautiful, colorful festivals. Um, And you may have seen that in culture. I mean, where like I'm way up in Connecticut and I, any store that I go into this time of year has day of the dead sort of um, decor available for sale. So it's certainly something we're impacted with here or impacted by, even though you might not like fully readily you know, realize it. So stories about ancestors and connecting with ancestors and mythology and these um, kind of stories that have been passed down over many, many a generation they are found more often in, so in our community, let me back, back up here. Our community, we focus a lot on, you know, witch, witchery is a practice centering on like modern paganism practices, um, Celtic, Germanic paganism, a European sort of story and energy uh, there. And so In those stories, we are seeing that Samhain, Halloween, is this day of connection. That said, historically speaking, there actually is not a ton of evidence that, and even in mythology, that this would have been, like, the day that this happened. So, for this time of year, for the fall season, and um, this whole, like, end of October, beginning of November, and ancestral, um, like, honoring your ancestors, we actually see more in African mythology uh, and not all over Africa. Remember, Africa is a big, huge continent uh, with tons of countries. So in different parts of the continent of Africa, there are cultures where we're seeing these stories at this time of year. And then, of course, the Mexican Day of the Dead. But in other cultures, like Greek cultures and some Italian mythology, we actually see this Um, or Greek mythology, rather, and Italian mythology, we see the ancestors honored in the spring. uh, And we see like Dionysus, uh, this goddess of wine and grapes and harvest, sort of bringing back to earth um, bringing back to life the earth bringing the earth back to life what am i trying to say how's that sentence? It's bringing the earth back to life um, and then bringing joy and good fortune and our and the idea is, is that ancestors that's when the ancestors are honored with dionysus because dionysus can go between worlds and communicate and bring back good fortune of the ancestors in norse mythology we are seeing this uh, happening in the deepest darkest hells of winter, the most snowy days, the coldest, darkest days of winter is when Odin rides through for the wild hunt and picks up any souls that have crossed over the last year that have passed on and takes them to their appropriate resting space. So in mythology, we're actually seeing this ancestral worship throughout the year at different times um, and largely connected to what the people of that area would be experiencing and how they would be living their lives and there's not a ton of evidence that celtic folks did anything particularly remarkable or germanic pagans um they might have followed with the stories of odin and norse mythology depending on where they the germanic pagan tribe was more north or more south um but there's not like actually a ton of information so it's interesting uh how You know things just evolve and change over time so when it comes to mythology i think it's a beautiful way to understand ourselves and our stories and where they come from and with the rise of modern paganism and even wicca in the u.s in the like the 50s through the 70s i think it's um, pretty clear that the mexican day of the dead impacted the way that we celebrate these festivals We can also look at different mythological stories and consider how families interacted and created the worlds that they lived in. So many myths, well, all myths uh, have creation stories, right? There's always a, a creation story involved there. And understanding how we view our relationship to the people that came before us through these stories through the parents and their their children. So in Norse mythology, which is one of my favorite pantheons, of course, we have, um, you know, you might be familiar with the more popular stories of Loki and Thor from modern Marvel movies. But Odin also had two twin sons, um, Baldr and, and Hodr, Hodr, H-O-D-R, not like Hodr, Hodr otter and balder they were twins and balder was like the beautiful twin that was revered everybody loved him and um and hotter he was uh he was blind ultimately killed his brother by accident that's a whole it's a whole story a whole mythological story um but he often will represent that darker that darker side of humanity so where he can't see and everything is dark right and then balder's like this glowing orb of energy, and they've got this lightness and darkness to them, and that those stories of how they relate as twins and as duality of one energy, though, the two sides of one twin brother relationship, we can look to mythology to understand ourselves deep in connection with the people who come before us and the people in our lives right now. So how I view ancestors, uh, we celebrate ancestors really with any of the seasonal Wheel turns in our household because I think that, you know, it's, I really believe that the veil between the worlds is thin anytime you want it to be thin. (laughs) But the longest day of the year, the shortest day of the year, the equinoxes, the full moon, the new moon, I think there's all these opportunities for us to really pause and connect and I think that we can experience this thinning of the veil through pause and connection and um, just experiencing our energy and how it feels as related to the things happening around us universally. And so we celebrate, you know, we'll honor ancestors and talk about them at all of the different turns of the wheel. But also, you know, on their birthdays, some people that we are actually related to on their birthdays, on their day of their passing. Right. So we're always having these experiences honoring the ancestors, connecting with our ancestors. I often visit my father-in-law's resting place. Um, He passed suddenly the year before my daughter was born. And one of the practices that we read about in Norse mythology in particular is Odin sitting on um, grave sites. And so I will go. I go sit with my father-in-law and sort of just talk and (laughs) hope that he's listening and receiving the message. And there for support or whatever I might need in that time, in that moment. What I have found in my mediumship experiences is that it does not matter what time of year it is, if somebody wants to sort of relay a message to you or present themselves in some way, they are going to do it. And I think that being open to those possibilities um, is the first step to receiving them if you want to connect with somebody that you know who has come before you, who has passed on. I, I love the idea of saying specifically A sign or a symbol that I'd like to receive. So really saying like out loud, I would like to see X, Y, and Z, and then being open to seeing it. An example for this, for me, it was years ago, I was having a particularly hard time with babies and in my marriage. And I asked my father-in-law to show me a blue ribbon, a blue ribbon, right? And in about like a two or three day time period, I saw several blue robin's eggs that were like broken open in the spring. Now I've lived in the same house for 13 years and never before. And never since have I seen so many blue robin's eggs. And I saw them not even under, like one was on a cement slab with no trees anywhere near it. (laughs) And um, one was in the grass. Right. And so I saw all these blue robin's eggs and I'm like, that's wild. Why am I seeing so many blue robin's eggs? And then it dawned on me that I was like, blue ribbon, blue Robin. And I I like acknowledged it as like, okay, I, I know you're here with us. And then I stopped seeing them. So I think that to if you want to have connection with an ancestor at this time of year um, at Samhain and, and really like have that experience and maybe that connection experience, that conversation, that mediumship experience, first thing is just really be open to it. And the second tip is to be a clear communicator yourself. So what is it that you want to receive? Um, and, and be very clear about the sign that that connection is there. Because that is available to every person. You don't have to have like a special skill. You can have that communication, have that connection, and grow in that way. I think that another uh, really interesting practice is, again, um connecting with the ancestors of your community or the people who raised you, like the society, the community in which you were raised. And so, you know, we like to do this in my family by just, you know, this time of year, or really any time of year, but <laughs> meandering the cemeteries, reading the headstones and appreciating the stories, even though we don't know them, just walking around and saying, wow, these people lived whole lives on the same grass, the same earth that we. Honor that, walk around, honor that, imagine their stories. And then of course, if you have groups of people local to you um, who came b- before you and have been for a long time, uh, honoring them and enjoying their what they're putting on for you to understand their cultures more in depth um, in their stories. So honoring your ancestors, I think is it's a beautiful practice. You can do it any time of the year, but we do it in particular, now because of these stories of, you know, the the liminal and the veil thinning and this connection piece and how it's, uh, you know, easier to communicate with our ancestors right now. And for some people that very much might be the case. Um, In Celtic mythology and different like European paganism, you don't see a lot of stories around what your ancestors can do for you. Uh, In different African mythological pantheons, there are some stories around ancestors actually being able to sort of speak on your behalf to um, the gods or whoever. And so if we are honoring them with fortune, leaving out things they would have liked, appealing to them, which is why you'll see these big uh, ancestral altars in different cultures, um, then they are actually working for us with the gods in the afterlife so that's another interesting piece of working with ancestors and different mythology and how this all comes together all right so if you've been thinking about working with your ancestors i would love to hear from you and uh, just know what it is that you do you can share with us on social media or over in our community group when this there'll be a post for this podcast. Let us know your ideas, how you celebrate this time of year. We'll have up our photos of our ancestors. Well they're always up there. <laughs> they're hanging on our wall. Um and our, our whole living room is sort of like one big altar. <laughs> um but we will you know really acknowledge we'll do our cemetery walks this time of year. I'll go hang out with my father in law. So let me know what you're doing. i am probably go see my My husband's grandmother too. She was super feisty Uh, and she's she's passed a few years back as well. So let me know what you're doing to celebrate how you feel about this ancestral connection and also connecting with your community on an ancestral level, not just the people who like literally brought you into this world and those who came before them. All right, y'all. The next episode, we're going to talk about past lives. And then in the third part of the series, we are going to talk about ghosts. (laughs) So specifically ghosts and um, yeah, I don't know. That'll be an interesting. Let's see where that takes us. If you want to get some of these free gifts, gifts that we've been giving out this month, be sure to check out the link. It'll be around this podcast for the free witch gifts for October. Um, they do expire, I think, November 5th-ish. So you'll want to go check that out. And we're having a giveaway for our podcast. We're so close to a million downloads. So go check out that giveaway. Lots of cool things happening. We'll have the links for all of them. Uh, and our new, you got a couple weeks left to grab our fall Stay Magic magazine. The new one will drop in about a month or so. All right. I'll see you in the next episode of this series. And until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic intention and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode if there's any topics you'd want to hear anything you want us to dive deeper into shoot us an email at magic@thesistersenchanted.com at and as always thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the sisters enchanted and we'll see you in the next episode